All right, hello and welcome, season two. It's been a little while. It's been a little over a month. We we had some things going on, but uh, Zach and Mac are back. We're going to talk a little football today. Pretty much only football today. We're going to keep this comeback episode a little bit shorter. We have a lot of excited stuff, obviously, planned for Super Bowl next week. We're also going to try to figure out how we're going to do uh, NBA picks moving forward. But right now, just Matt, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. Good to be back. Zach and Max, season two. Season one, make sure you check it out on YouTube and Spotify, man. We we grinded for a few months there. Banged out 10 episodes there in season one now. That's season right. two, we're back at it, man. It feels good to be back on the mic and uh, talking to you, Zach. Yeah, man, I love the new background. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. We're back in the basement. We've got the <laughs> fridge in the background. Love it. If you need a snack, you can go grab it right that's there. Okay. A little quick drink right here. I think it's actually a freezer. So, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Some we got ice a cream to my left here too, though, so that's good. So you're all, yeah, you, you can even open the fridge to get some extra light in there if you wanted yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. If it gets too hot down there, which probably isn't happening in, you know, southeastern Pennsylvania yeah, in the winter. Cool down here. <laughs> yeah, we, did you get snow yesterday? We got snow. Uh, we got snow. La- we, we, did, we got a little bit of snow. We got some flurries. Yeah. Uh, and some, some freezing rain, but that's about it. Oof. Yeah, the freezing rain's a bad time, especially when it coats the snow. And then you got to, like, shovel it up, and, like, the shovel doesn't want to break through the freezing rain. This is the quality content everybody signed up for. Is exactly. The, the weather exactly. report. Now, let's get to something a little bit more exciting. I'll tell you where it won't be snowing. Uh, it won't be snowing in Raymond James Stadium uh, next, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday after. Uh, I believe it's February 7th. We have our Super Bowl matchup ready to go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to become the first team ever in the history of the Super Bowl to be at home for the game. Oh, it's insane. And then they're going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the fifth matchup between Brady and Mahomes. We're not going to do any predictions, but Matt, what was your first reaction once you saw that the two teams were set? I'm really excited. And we kind of talked a little bit before the show about how this Super Bowl is one going to be a really good one compared to maybe some of the other Super Bowls that we've gotten in the past. Uh, you can look back at that Rams-Patriots game from a few Ugh. years ago, the yeah. 10-3 debacle. Uh, if we're going to go a look way earlier back into the decade, uh, you can look at that Broncos-Seahawks one that was 43-8 yeah. and that one as well. So I'm really excited to see this matchup. Obviously, the quarterback matchup is the biggest one, Zach, with Brady and Mahomes, the best quarterback of all time versus this rising star and Patrick Mahomes, who's just an absolute beast under Andy Reid. And with Tom Brady out of New England, out of Bill Belichick's system, now he's in Tampa Bay, and with Bruce Arians, who, who personally I would like to see. I would be happy if he got a Super Bowl ring. He's a great, Oh, yeah, he deserves one. He's a fantastic yeah, he coach. one for sure. But that's, that's the biggest story, Zach. I, obviously, this, this quarterback uh, – this quarterback – these two quarterbacks facing off against each other. You've mentioned it. This is their fifth matchup playing. It's actually two, two, yeah, it's two and two. Yep. And this is going to be probably the rubber match. Probably maybe the last time we see these two play against each other. I'm really excited for it. And both these teams really deserve to be in it at the end of the day. Yeah, they really do. And somebody, I forget who said it, but somebody said it on the broadcast. It's like, seeing LeBron James get to play Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, like that, that's what it's like because, yeah. you know, you have, you know, Tom Brady, six Super Bowl rings. He's going to his 10th Super Bowl. 
up against Patrick Mahomes, who in his first three seasons already has an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP, as well as a ring. So, I mean, it doesn't get much better than the matchup between these two guys. Maybe you could say Rodgers, perhaps, in terms of just pure quarterback versus quarterback greatness. But you know what? Brady just was really good in that game, especially in the first half. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about was, you know, what did the Bucks do well to beat that Green Bay Packers team? Because the Packers looked solid all season long. It's weird. Their 13-3 and three this year looked a lot better than last yep. year's 13-3. Yep. and three. Yep. That, that team was tight. They had a top-10 defense. Aaron Rodgers was having an MVP type of season. Aaron Jones was running the ball super well. And it was going to be like, well, what, what can Tampa Bay do to stop them? Yep. And what they did was uh, how you really beat any good quarterback is you generate pressure. You know, they got to Aaron Rodgers a bunch of times. I believe, yeah, they got to him five times. And it's, it's tough when you're working with a longer field on those third down situations. Now, Rodgers still threw three touchdowns to just one pick, 346 yards and 33 completions and 48 attempts. But it wasn't enough at the end of the day because they got into so many big situations. So I think the Bucks' defense really is the difference maker uh, in that matchup because we both we knew both quarterbacks were going to ball out. It was really going to be which defense could step up. And that's a good sign for Tampa moving forward, I think. Yeah, Zach, and you're, you're asking what the Bucks did right here in this game. And I think they did a lot of different things right in this game. You look at the first half, they took some deep shots down the field. They converted some third downs and some big third downs. They were really good on third down all game, but they especially took shots. in the first half. Yeah, especially there in the first half. And they got Chris Godwin involved. You saw what he did, made a big catch on, I believe it was third and eight down the field that set up that Leonard Fournette touchdown, which was mm -hmm. a great touchdown run. And at the end of the first half, Scotty Miller getting behind the defense, which is inexcusable by the Packers there at the end of the half, you really had an opportunity. Really, they had the ball, were unable to do anything with it, had to give it back to the Bucks, and then they converted that fourth down and then took the deep shot to Scotty Miller, and the next thing you know, you're down by 18 points at the half. Yeah. You got a real uphill climb, and Aaron Rodgers had to be pretty much perfect, and he played damn good in that second half, but – at the end of the day, you mentioned it, Zach. It was what defense is going to be better? Is it going to be the Green Bay defense or is it going to be the Buccaneer defense? And in this game, the Buccaneer defense, and pretty much all playoffs, the Buccaneer defense has been the difference maker there, Zach. You mentioned how they got quarterback pressure. You got to give credit to uh, Todd Bowles and kind of with his schemes there, bringing some pressure with some blitzes. You got to give credit to Shaq Barrett, who just dominated Rick Wagner there at right tackle. I was going to say, we were talking about Jordan and LeBron. We got to talk about Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Shaq Barrett yeah. was awesome. You got to look at, at JPP, your former New York Giant. That's there. right. He played really good as well. And the final thing I'll mention here about this Bucks defense is how about the job in the secondary? I, they did it to Drew Brees, forced him for some interceptions in the divisional game, and they got an interception against Aaron Rodgers in the first half, I believe, in this game. And at home, which he never does. Yeah, which he never does. And was it holding? Probably, because he pretty much grabbed his jersey, but he still yeah. made the catch, that cornerback. Mm -hmm. And it was huge for the momentum, and it really set the tone for the defensive backs there for the Bucks. They're clicking on all cylinders, and I really think, Zach, that 
they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl if it wasn't for this defense because they pretty much won that Saints game, forcing Drew Brees into a few interceptions yep. and forced turnovers with the Jared Cook fumble. Antoine Winfield made a great, great play in that one. And then in this game, they got quarterback pressure, made Rodgers feel uncomfortable a little bit at least. Yeah. I mean, he's still, you mentioned the stats, Zach. Well, I mean, five you know, sacks, I mean, yeah, he's not going to feel comfortable in the pocket. That's exactly. For sure. And you, you, you can mention – you already mentioned Aaron Rodgers, 350, almost 350 yards and three touchdowns. So, he got his. Yeah. But uh, this Bucks defense is legitimate, and you got to give credit to that coaching staff and what they did at the front seven and the back end to really just disguise some nice things and really kept the Packers' offense pretty much out of sorts. You looked at Devontae Adams, Zach. He really didn't have that good of a game. You saw he threw his helmet there on the sideline yeah. at one point during the game. So this Bucks team, they really deserve to, to be in the Super Bowl. Defense wins championships, and that's exactly it does. what it I think that was part of the appeal to this Tampa Bay team when Tom Brady hit the free agent market. They seemed like a ready-made team. Jameis Winston was clearly not the guy. He's a, the definition of a gunslinger, which is not always a bad thing. Like, you know, Brett Favre, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterbacks that are – well, I mean, they're not comparable in terms of overall talent. But yeah. that type of style you can find some success with. But they knew that that wasn't going to work for them. So they had all these weapons on offense. Then they bring in Leonard Fournette and they bring in Wirfs. And then that team was ready to go. But then also I remember thinking at the time, like, man, this defense is really, really good. I remember that Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett. Um, oh, man, what's, what's his name? The linebacker, uh, Davis? Devin White. Devin White, I think. Yeah, he is unbelievable. Oh, well, White and, White and Davis are yeah, both Davis. incredible yep, yep. inside there. They had that young secondary, but Sean Murphy bunting with three interceptions in three games in the playoffs so far. So that hasn't been a big problem. And at the same time, their front seven is so good that it can cover up for maybe some mistakes in that young secondary. And last game, they were actually shorthanded. They're yep. missing a player. And uh, they came back around and, and then got the job done. So, yeah, it's, it's a big thing for them. Also, the fact that they're able to stop the run better than anybody else, I don't think it should be overstated. Because when you can't change the pace and you know that the other team's going to throw the ball, then that's a big deal, especially since now a lot of offenses run through RPOs and play action. If you can completely take away the run, I mean, they, they gave up what? I think it was 67 rushing yards against the Packers. Yeah, and only 27 to their top back, Aaron Jones, in six carries. So you get the ball out of one of their best players' hands, and I think that that, could be a, that can be pretty big. I know we're not doing predictions, but that could be pretty big next week, you know, keeping it away from Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, getting those guys out of the game. So, yeah, we talked about it. The Bucks defense really stepped up. And, you know, we could talk about Mike Evans and Brady and all those guys until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, that's what ended up taking them uh, to the promised land this time around. Now, we're going to talk about the, the other game. Uh, and it's weird saying other game because both – we were really spoiled with the championship weekend this time around. We had the Bills – and we have the Chiefs. We had the two best quarterbacks in the AFC, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, going at it in that game. I loved how the Bills were able to rally back after a little bit of a rough patch in the middle of the season. Their defense started playing a lot better. But then, you know, they come out, and uh, the Chiefs did Chiefs things, man. Yes, they did. 
uh, Zach. They, they 100% did, and they can beat you in so many ways. In the first meeting between these two teams, Zach, they pounded the rock, ran it all over the Bills, right? They get down 9 nothing early in this game on the McCole Hardman fumble on the yep. punt. The, you got to give credit to to the Bills. They go down. Uh, they after that turnover, they score a quick touchdown to get up nine nothing. But then it's just the Patrick Mahomes knowing we're in. We've been in this situation before. They came back twice last year in the playoffs with big deficits. The Texans game, they were down twenty four nothing. They scored a bunch of unanswered points, put up fifty on them. Yeah, and then the insane. next week. They were down 10 nothing to the Titans and came back in that game as well and won that one pretty easily. They trailed the, in the Super Bowl too. And in the Super Bowl. So this team has been there before. Yeah. And the confidence of a Travis Kelsey, of a Tyreek Hill, who that might have been the best performance by receivers I've ever seen in a playoff game. They, those guys are just unbelievable. What they did against that Bills defense – was incredible. Uh, it's just those guys are big-time playmakers, and it makes Patrick Mahomes' game easier. When you have guys that can get that kind of separation, it really helps. But this team can beat you on so many levels. Like I said, they ran the ball in the first meeting. This time they, you, they could just dink, dink and dunk their way down the field if they want to take a deep shot. They got those guys who can do that. They are just so creative. And that's Andy Reid being Andy Reid. He's an offensive genius, as well as Eric Bieniemy, who should be a head coach in the NFL. We'll get to that maybe at a later date if he's oh, not yeah. hired. But you just have that kind of stuff going on in Kansas City with that offense. And, Zach, I think you've got to also look at this defense. They're a little bit underrated. I, I that, really, Oh, they're yeah. vastly underrated. They I, held the Bills to 24 points. Yeah, exactly. They I thought that was pretty good. Matthews, the Honey Badger, Zach. <laughs> yeah, the Honey Badger leading that defense, <laughs> as well as Jones. There and Sorensen, who I really like. There, he's kind of mm -hmm. like a safety linebacker. He can he can guard and pass coverage. He Breland, can, Frank Clark, other good just, guys. It's a really good defense, Zach, and I think it's a really underrated part of their game that they can get stops and give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. Yeah, they can. They are an underrated group. And, you know, we talk about, you know, 24 points isn't something for a defense to hang its hat on, but it is when you're playing against the Buffalo Bills team and, with and all kinds of weapons. Were, some of those points were in garbage time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they forced a lot of – they forced some bad decisions, too, by the coaching staff, those field goals, because the yeah. defense is playing so good. Yeah. They don't feel confident enough that the team can go – can get it on the fourth down. So, yeah, they, they can criticize McDermott for kicking field goals. And, I, I listen, I get it. You shouldn't be kicking field goals against the Kansas City Chiefs. But when the Kansas City Chiefs defense is playing that well, you got to get something. You can't just put up zeros either. Zeros are worse than threes. I mean, that's obviously that's first-grade math or whatever. <laughs> so, but, yeah, th this it's going to be a really great Super Bowl matchup. Uh, you talk about the receivers, though, with the Chiefs. I think – and Rob Gronkowski – is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. I think Kelsey might be the best tight end that we've ever seen. Uh, hey. Because you look at the way that this guy plays. Now, we're, we're spoiled because we've seen Rob Gronkowski. We got to see Tony Gonzalez in his heyday. We got to see Antonio Gates in his heyday. 
We got to see a little bit of Todd Heap in there. I know that uh, you watch Todd Heap a lot. I was good. I, I respect the Todd Heap. Yeah, Todd, really he, liked, Todd Heap I was great. Todd Heap oh, yeah. I had his football card growing up a long time ago. I'm like, this guy's a beast. I was looking at the back. But Dallas Tra- Clark's another name there. Dallas Clark, yeah. But, like, Travis Kelsey, the, the, all the different things he's able to do as a receiver. He's more talented as a receiver than some top wide receivers. Yep. You can, you can line him up, whatever. He does the slip block well. He can block really well. I mean, look at his numbers in the last game. He had 13 catches for 118 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He can catch those, you know, those quick ones. He can go outside. He can run up the seam. He can do literally anything that you can they ask like him to do. like that shovel play for him, oh, too. I man. love the shovel play, too. Down with the goal line? you see line? the misdirection play? Yeah. Yeah. You fake like you're going to the fade route, and Kelsey sticks around as a blocker. You just go whoosh. It's yeah, easy money every time. Play. They they use it. They utilize him so well, and they do. Like you said, Zach, I, I I'm with you possibly there with Kelsey being one of the best tight ends. It may be the best tight end in the in NFL history. I, I think I mean, he's the at least the best we've ever seen. Now Gronkowski was great, but yep. he wasn't a, as like a speed or like pure route runner. Maybe yep. that's where you take him down between Kelsey. Uncoverability Gronkowski might be a little higher though. Exactly, and he's obviously got to continue what he's doing. Of course, but Kelsey's been doing it for a long time already. He did yeah. it with Alex Smith too. Yeah. People just yeah. didn't talk about it as much. Exactly. But he's been elite, really, for a long time. So, yeah, this is going to be an X. Ex- oh, sorry, what were you saying? And and the gap at tight end really is Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, yeah, and everybody else, and everybody else. Like Tunyon is. I think Tunyon might be a little overrated. He caught the 10 touchdowns, but is he a major weapon? Is he a major threat? We'll see. He could end up being that. But, yep. yeah, but, but after that, like, who, who else? Mark Andrews. Mark who, Andrews, yeah. yeah. People love to say Evan Ingram. As a Giants fan, he's one of the worst tight ends. He's, got, he's, does, he's got some stone hands. He can't block and he can't catch the ball. So those are the two things you got to do as a tight end, and you can't do either of them. He can run really fast, though. He can run. He can run some. Put good him on route. special teams. <laughs> <laughs> Put your number one overall pick from a few years ago on special teams. Uh-oh. That was in the Mahomes draft. They got Ingram. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, I, I like looking over drafts of players that I don't like on my teams to see who we could have had to just torture myself. Who could they have had in that draft? Oh, man, I, I don't remember, but they could have, like, at least moved up to maybe grab somebody or anything. They, I, I, I remember at the time the being – Pro Bowler, Zach. Yeah, that's the – again, we were talking earlier about Fugazi Super Bowl teams with the Rams being in that Super Bowl. If yeah. you know, Evan Ingram is the biggest Fugazi Pro Bowler I've ever seen because he wasn't selected by the – that wasn't – because of votes is because of his peers. And I don't know what the other football players were, you know, the other NFL players were thinking, putting him in there. Uh, he know. was a disaster. He cost, he personally least, cost the giants at least one game, if not two. Yeah. One for sure. The Eagles game, a hundred percent. And all he had they, to do was the his Eagles, job. They would have made the playoffs, man. That's right. That they would, game. So he cost them a win and a playoff spot this year. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people still think that – and every broadcast I had to hear, you know, this is why I don't like how football games – you don't have, like, your own broadcasters unless it's on the radio. Because every week I had to hear a different team talk about how great Ingram was. Every week. They're like, oh, the biggest threat for the Giants and Daniel Jones is going to be Evan Ingram. I'm like, what are you talking about, Jonathan Vilma? Like, you, you know <laughs> – 
<laughs> the, the, um, the key player of the game, always yeah, the, Evan Ingram. Always. Even though every, any Giants fan will tell you that Sterling Shepard is their best offensive weapon when Barkley is yep. hurt. And then after that, actually, Darius Slayton is next because he's a deep threat. Yeah, he is that deep And threat. will catch the football. I don't know. We're way off track now. <laughs> but, you know, we got Kansas City Chiefs. We have the Tampa Bay Bucks in the Super Bowl. It's going to be a blast. We have, again, basically Michael Jordan against LeBron James. I think that's one of the best comparisons. That's a great that, comparison. That they could possibly have. I haven't have. heard that yet until you, you mentioned Oh, you didn't hear that? Yeah, was, I like it, that a lot. Somebody said it on one of the broadcasts. It, it had to be of the later game. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, it was once, you know, they knew which teams were going to be in it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was during the Chiefs game once the Chiefs started to pull away. I think Jim Nance was mentioning that somebody had said it, or maybe he did. But, yeah, and, you know, we get Jim Nance and we get Tony Romo for the Super Bowl, too, so that's going to be pretty fun as well on CBS. And we'll definitely talk a lot more about that next week. Now, the next thing that we're going to do, we're going to spin around and talk about the uh, quarterback carousel coming up. You're hearing a lot of rumors. I remember right away, you know, Deshaun Watson does not want to be a Houston Texan. And it sounds like that relationship's completely severed. There's, he's like, there's nothing you can do. I don't want to be in this organization. Uh, I don't blame him. I mean, look how tumultuous it's been. Now, they made the, you know, they made the AFC Championship last year. But that team just – they have Deshaun Watson. They had DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they had, um, they had J.J. Watt you know, three elite players last year, and they still had two of them this year, and they can't do anything. Nope. They, 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 they just trip over their own feet all the time. So I can't blame Watson for wanting out. Then Matthew Stafford and the Lions uh, agreed, I believe it was mutually, that it was time for each other to move on. So we had a pretty nice breakup. Now Stafford, I'm really excited about because I think that he can go on a contending team and he could turn them instantly into Super Bowl contenders. He's the best player that nobody talks about. Yep. He's uh, here. I'm going to pull up some of his numbers right now. Let me see if I, I really don't like pro football reference. I, I don't understand how it's so much worse than baseball reference, but whatever. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about Matthew Stafford. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because he had in his third season in 2011, he had 5,038 yards and 41 touchdowns. Now, he had 16 picks, but he completed 63% of his passes. This guy is unbelievable. He's had 41 and then 20, 29, 22, 32, 24, 29, 21, but, like, always over 4,000 yards, except for the past couple of seasons, but this year he had 4,000 again. And, yeah, he's just a great down-the-field passer, and he never has anything to work with since Calvin Johnson left, you know? You can talk about maybe some of the guys that they've had through the years, but Stafford's going to be, to me, he's at the top of my list in terms of, well, actually Watson would be, but right behind him has got to be Matthew Stafford. And then, of course, Dak Prescott's going to be a free agent. <laughs> yeah, my cat. Uh, yeah, just wanted, third host. Yeah, my cat just kind of wanted to join the, the program real quick. But Why not? Is your cat a big Matthew Stafford fan? We were talking about the Lions. Be. He must be. He jumped on the table once he heard that you – uh, talking about Matt Stafford and Zach, I I agree with you. Matt Stafford, free him. Thank thank you, Lions. For the Lions never do that. They never free their players. Barry Sanders retired it took, early. It took him about Evan Johnson early. Yeah, exactly. Really, <laughs> can you believe that both those guys only played like ten years or you know? Not even really. Really. 
Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. But I'm with you, Zach. Matt Stafford is really going to make a difference for an NFL team, a contending team. You had the Colts on the rundown. I really like that. I yeah, really I like I think that. Stafford on the Colts makes them a Super Bowl team with that defense. Yeah, and you already saw what Phillip Rivers did. He had a pretty solid year, and mm-hmm. he looked like he was struggling to throw the football. This guy has no problem flinging that football. He's got an whatsoever. arm. Yeah. yeah, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's awesome. He's just so underappreciated because he, his team's never really had much success, Zach. Uh, little playoff experience. He has made it a few times, but – he just never had the players around him, really, outside of the guys you mentioned uh, uh, in, in Calvin Johnson, really. Uh, you and can, that's I'm really not, it. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know who else to say. I was going to try to say – I was going to say Brandon Pettigrew, but he kind of stinks. <laughs> he, he, was, he fumbled a good amount. But, yeah, it's just it, – it, it never really worked out there uh, – in Detroit and they just kept on bringing him in and he was putting up all kinds of numbers. And part of that is also on coaching. Uh, Bringing Matt Patricia in was really not the hire that they needed. Now this other head coach was talking about biting kneecaps off. Yeah. That's when it's time to get out of there. That's when, you know, he probably heard that. He's like, thank goodness. I'm out of here. I'm out. out. Now, Could we also see him, Zach, to like a San Francisco 49ers team that made the Super Bowl yeah. a season ago? What's the thing with Jimmy G? Is he going to be the quarterback? He's had some injury problems. And he's not that great. And he's really not that great when you look at it. Yeah. He had that good year last year. Part of the reason was that defense was really good. And they were still competitive this year, even with some big pieces out if he goes to a a 49ers or Deshaun Watson goes to a 49ers yeah watch out so I really like those two places a lot for Matt Stafford maybe a Bears if he wants to stay in the in the division because who knows what they're doing well he'll have two free wins every year against the Lions (laughs) because without him I don't know how that team's gonna win any games Uh, they're they're gonna have to draft a quarterback yeah they're gonna have to draft a quarterback yeah, that because that team's it. a mess. That that team, where are they going? Where Nowhere. are they going? Nowhere fast. They got absolutely nothing that gets me excited if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, and especially after hearing that interview from Dan Campbell. Yeah, that now, just I, I, disturbed listen, like, me. I, I, when I first saw it, I'm like, I want to run through a brick wall for this guy. But when you actually break it down, mm-hmm. uh, what the heck was that? <laughs> Come on. And you can, you can like, some people are like, don't put too much weight in the press conferences. I don't know. Remember Adam Gase's first yeah. press conference? Nightmare. Remember Joe Judge's first press conference? Amazing. And you could tell yeah. Yeah. the trajectory, like, uh, that each of those guys had. So that's just the New York perspective. But, like, you know, you can kind of oh, tell right. a little I bit about what kind of guy you're getting. You're right there, Zach. I, I mean, I heard that and I thought, <laughs> is this guy going to be able to motivate guys? Yeah, he is. Because he's yeah. just such a uh, – a meathead, kind of. He's he's amped up, yeah. Yeah, he's He's going to work out with the players. Like, if he was in the weight room, man, you know when the Lions are lifting, he's in there, he's going to be yelling. Mm -hmm. But it's just how he is. (laughs) So, I I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about that hire. I'm glad Matt Stafford's out. He needed to be out years ago. And I like his two biggest landing destinations have to be – 
the Indianapolis Colts. Now they have they have something going on here with the Colts because they got they could have m- many options. You could trade yeah. for Carson Wentz, have that Frank Reich Carson Wentz reunion if they want it. Now are they going to take that contract? Probably not. I'd personally stay away from it. Yeah. I'd go after somebody like Stafford, Zach, if I'm the Colts. Yeah, Stafford. Stafford would cost a lot of money as well, but he he seems more worth it. He would finally have a good offensive line. He'd have Jonathan Taylor. You know, they would just maybe they could use a pick on a wide receiver. Perhaps he might overtake the the Titans for yeah. that division if he comes in. I think so. Because well, I think the Titans window might be closing really kind of soon. Okay. The only reason I think that is how many amazing outstanding years are you going to get out of Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Okay. Yeah, you can't lean your entire team on a running back. It just it doesn't work. That's not how the NFL works, especially now. It's a passing yep. league. Now he's outstanding. He had a 2,000-yard season, the quietest 2,000-yard season I've ever heard. Yeah, but really. that team just uh, – there's something about them. It, it Literally seems the quietest. like they're overstaying their welcome a little bit. Literally the quietest 2,000-yard season with no fans in the stands either. Oh, well, yeah, that part too. But then after <laughs> – it, it, was, it was like a few days after the season, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Derrick Henry had 2,000 yards. But like, yeah, he had 2,000 yards. Like, <laughs> That's a big accomplishment, guys. It's huge. It's enormous. <laughs> Well, I want to talk a little bit more about Deshaun Watson uh, just because I think that he's like really the the prized guy. Like if you could have anybody just because he's younger and he's locked up for a long period of time, like he has the contract and he's younger than Stafford. And I mean, he had an insane season this year, despite the team being dreadful. And I think he is exactly what the New York Jets need. Would they be dreadful with him at quarterback? Like the Texans. Well, now they do have a different identity. The Jets. Yeah. Oh well. So, well, first and foremost, yeah, I wanted to talk about Salah. Salah is, I think, finally the right head coaching hire. He's the best head coach that they'll have, and he hasn't even coached any games. He's the best <laughs> head coach that they've had since Rex Ryan. <laughs> Rex, Rex Ryan was he was a really excellent coach. People forget because towards the end they weren't as good. In those first two seasons, he took. In the first season, he took a rookie quarterback to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah, not just any rookie quarterback. He took Mark Sanchez to two AFC Championship games. They beat the Patriots the one year. I think they beat the Steelers in another year. Like, they beat, like, these great brand-name teams, brand-name NFL teams. They beat the Colts, I think, Zach, was the other team. No, they played the Colts but lost. Okay, they played. Okay. Yeah, that was was when the Colts made the Super Bowl uh, against the Saints. Okay. Yeah, but they made it twice. So, yeah, Salah is going to turn – I believe he's going to turn this team around. They have a couple pieces that you could work with. They have 19 draft picks in the next two drafts. Now, I know they'd have to spend some of that ca- – oh, yeah. they got to spend some of that capital, of course, to get Watson. But, you know, even if you send four first-rounders for Watson, that's only all your first-round picks for the next two years if you want to do that because they got a first-rounder – this year and next year from the Seahawks and the Jamal Adams trade. So you're really only missing out on two years of first round picks. And you Which have, isn't bad for Deshaun Watson. It's, it's not bad at all. I mean, look at what uh, Washington gave up for uh, RG three, you know, yeah. and, and other Kings ransom types of deals that we've seen in the past. Exactly. And honestly, I think, you know, the jets might have a little leverage because Watson doesn't want to be in Houston, so they might not even have to give up all of them. And you can get solid players with second rounders. Third rounders are usually first year starters or going to be starters down the road. So I think the Jets are uniquely set up to go ahead and get out there and acquire a um, 
get out there and acquire Deshaun Watson. And that's the kind of guy that they need. I think the Sam Darnold experiment has ended. I think that he needs to go somewhere else. I, he's going to end up going wherever like Stafford or any of the other guys like don't end up going. You know what I mean? I, th- I still think that Darnold could be a good quarterback, but the Jets need somebody that's right right away. They need a, they need a new identity. Yeah, and I don't think they should roll the dice with drafting a quarterback either. Oh, no, I don't think so. It's Lawrence and everybody else. So I, I, I agree with you. I think Deshaun Watson will be, you know, the face of that franchise, kind of like he was in Houston. But this guy would instantly make them better. You got Robert Sala in there, who I, I agree with you, Zach, was a, was the right hire, a hard-nosed guy, kind of get in your face, understands the X's and O's. Now, he hasn't been a head coach in the league, but his defense is there in San Francisco. I mean, look what they had to work with this year in San Francisco with all those injuries. and they yeah, still, those two elite pass rushers. And they still were competitive and yep. were really solid on defense. That goes to him. He's a good coach. The Adam Gaze experiment's done. I agree with you, Zach. The Sam Darnold experiment, I think it's time to move on. Give him a fresh start. See what he can yeah. do somewhere else. Bring in Deshaun Watson. You instantly be competing there in the AFC East because you're looking at the teams there. The Bills are going to be good, okay? The Dolphins are good, but they still need a quarterback. Right. right? Is Tua going mean, to develop? I, we don't know. Tua, Tua, I'm not the biggest fan of Tua. but So you don't know how good they're going to be. Now their defense had a breakout year, but – Defenses like that don't always force turnovers year after year after year after year. Right. But they so, were also good last year. Flores is a good defensive guy. Yeah. So I think we can count on that team's defense being pretty good, but they need a quarterback desperately. You're right. Like they won because their defense wasn't here. It was here. It was like they were playing the elite of the elite. Yeah. They could still be top 10 every single year, but that sure. offense has to catch up. Yep. So you look at them and uh, I think what team? New England. New England's the other team. They're going this way. So yeah, they the might Jets, be in last place next year. New England. If Sean Watson goes to the Jets, they very well could be. Yeah, they very well could be. No matter what, Belichick, unless Belichick gets Stafford, which could happen. I really don't want to happen. I don't want it to happen either. <laughs> but it totally could happen. Yeah, I That's, could see that in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford to the Patriots and me just going like this. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I mean, it would be great for him. But also, they don't have any weapons, though. No, I, nah, they don't have anybody. Myers had some good games, but he's not, like, a great wide receiver. But he had some good games. He could yeah. be a good number two. Sure. But they don't have a – what, Edelman is still there, I guess, kind of. He's been, he's been injury prone. Yeah, he's hurt all the time. Years. Yeah, he's hurt all the time. So, yeah, Zach, I'm with you. I think if the Jets get Watson, it's going to work out. For, the, for them, I think they're going to be instantly better. They're going to be competitive in that division. That I, Honestly, I mean, I know the Bills had a great year, but it could be up for grabs. I, I mean, they were awesome this year, and Josh Allen played about as good as you can. Yeah, he played out of you, his mind. You saw some hiccups in there. I mean, they only put up 17 points against Baltimore. Really, the offense out was windy, as you know anything there. Yeah. But they, they only put up 17 points, 10 of them, by the offense. And then – Last week, they struggled there against that Chiefs team. So, I'm not guaranteeing that the Bills are automatically winning the AFC East next year. 
I'm just, right. I'm just not going to do it. I still think that they should be favorited, but yeah, they it will be competitive if Watson ends up going over the Jets and then whatever moves that Sala and Douglas decide to go ahead and move. Uh, I wanted to also talk about Dak Prescott, but I think it's a foregone conclusion he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy unless sure. something crazy happens. You know, They know how badly they need him after the terrible season they had this year. Yeah, and I agree with you, Zach. I, I would be stunned if he goes somewhere. Now – just the, the he kind of got the short end of the stick just because they kept on waiting for to give him that that deal yeah that that max deal and, and the extension or whatever because he kept on coming on the franchise tag and yeah you know, he had that gruesome injury against the Giants and hopefully he's getting better I mean and you know he is he's young he's gonna come back and Zach, he's honestly one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the whole NFL. I think he's just incredible to watch. Uh, I, I, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I'm not the biggest Cowboy fan. Right. I like his game. See, I, I can't just, stand watching him because I have to watch the Cowboys to watch him. Yeah. But he is a great – he is a really good quarterback. I just like – he's just – he's a motivator. I like his leadership. Yeah, his teammates be, love him. They would be – if Jerry Jones didn't bring him back, I, I, what, are, what are we talking about here if he doesn't bring him back? Yeah, you, I, got, you have to. You got to. You got to let him have that redemption year. And listen, man, if he can come back healthy, you know, he could be in that MVP type of discussion. I really believe that. He was putting up insane numbers. Now, it didn't uh, contribute to winning football because he was a quarterback. They stunk. I mean, Mm -hmm. mean, obviously, he would have been the quarterback um, if he stayed healthy and he would have put up big numbers. But this guy has the capability of being an MVP. That's just my opinion of the guy. I think he's he's awesome to watch. I'm hoping that he comes back stronger next year, and they're going to be right in it in the NFC East in that dumpster fire division. I think the division will be better next year with a healthy Prescott. The Giants will have another year of development. Washington has another year of yeah. development. That, that Watch out. They could actually be sneaky competitive next year. The, the Cowboys? No, the NFC East. Oh, the NFC East. Yeah. Well, here's another landing spot. I know we're going to backtrack. Does Matt Stafford, you know, might look at Washington as a destination? Yeah, he he could. I mean, it, it really comes down to who has, who's got the best trade package. I don't yeah. know how much they really got over there if they have any excess draft capital. But if I was Washington, Zach, I would bring in like a Jameis Winston. You bring in Jameis Winston? I'd bring him in. I don't think he's. Or Marcus Mariota, one of those guys. I'd bring in Mariota over Winston because he's not going to turn the ball over as much. Yep. And I get that you have the great front seven and you can get the ball back, but you don't want to be getting the ball back 30 times a year. That's a good point. You know, I just <laughs> – I, I, I never liked Jameis Winston. I, I always thought that he, he, like, chucked the ball too much. I really like his attitude. So, I, I, I'd rather take Mariota. He had surgery on his eyes, so he's got, like, crystal clear vision. So, maybe that'll help with the turnovers. Yeah, maybe that'll help with – yeah, maybe that'll help with the turnovers. See, also, I'm sorry, real quick. You yeah. see, you see the Steelers picked up Dwayne Haskins? They did. He's going to be their backup quarterback. <laughs> if mean, that's their quarterback move and they don't go after one of these guys coming up – yeah, we didn't even talk about the Steelers, but if you put Stafford on the Steelers, they're a Super Bowl team. I agree with that. Because Big Ben – I think it's time to move on for Big Ben. I think so too. He looked really done in their in their playoff and he game for against the Browns. Yards too. Right? Yeah, he did. Way, way, way to go out! Five picks, five hundred yards. Yeah, 
That was all of a career, big man. Man, I'm sick of watching you being yeah. in the end, watching you because right, he's beaten he's beaten up the Ravens so many times. Man. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I just I don't like him. You know, the off the field trouble he's gotten into. I just I don't know. There's just something about him that I dislike. I'm glad the Giants didn't go for him in that draft. Uh, it's time for him to go. You know, I, I think Pittsburgh understands that. I don't know if he does though. He might want to stick that around could, and, and try again. Yep. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere else next year. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Yeah, but if the Steelers are serious on this this window, and I do think that they have a wide open window with all the wide receivers that they have and all of the great defensive players that they have, you know, maybe they'll keep that group together the next couple of years. It can't be with Big Ben. I don't think they're going to win another Super Bowl with him. Nope. nope. Yeah. Well, there's no more NFL picks except for next week, Matt. But yeah. we can recap the ones we gotta that we got to do had. some props, too, for next week. Last, well, we, oh, totally. We're going to have a ton of props. Oh, Bags yeah. of chips eaten. Uh, like, you know, frequency of certain commercials for different brands. We'll find, we'll find some fun stuff. We'll, we'll spend wait. some time. It'll be a good time. Well, you did win, Matt, the, the pick segment. Take with, a bow now? Or, or yeah, what? you can take a bow. Although you didn't make the right amount of picks last week. Although I think you did make a fifth pick, but we didn't end up writing it I down. Didn't, yeah, that sounds about but, right. But it didn't matter because you, you won 26 games, lost 23. I won a cool 25 and 25. So depending on where you put your you money, you broke man. even. You yeah, I got off that. to a bad start. You, you, you know, you bounced back. And yeah. That's all you did, man. You, you put your foot on the, the gas pedal and said, hey, let's get it done. You know what, Matt? I wish we would have been proud with that effort. I, I am proud of the effort. I'm not as proud as you should be for winning, but definitely, definitely a little proud. Oh, yeah. But uh, I wish we would have done some picks during the playoffs because once the playoffs started, I would just text my friends and I, we would text each other our picks. I was right like almost every time. I was wrong a good bit. Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. Well, I, I, I had Kansas City, I had Tampa Bay, I had. The Browns. I thought the Saints were going to win against. I thought Saints the Saints today. were going to win too. That's the one I got wrong. Yeah. So but that was more with my heart because I love I love me some Drew Brees. Yeah, that was that was sad seeing him. <laughs> I had but, uh, Brees jersey on and I had my head down. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see uh, after the get at game how like Tom Brady came out and threw oh, that yeah. down pass to his to his kids? That was yeah. Pretty cool. That was that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, so let's recap the picks real quick. I went 25 and 25. Last time we did picks was week 16. I was two and three. I lost with Cleveland. Uh, first, they lost to the Jets that week. That was unbelievable. The Giants couldn't score to save their life against the, the Ravens. The Jaguars got steamrolled, but I did get Cincinnati and Buffalo that week. So that was pretty good. And then you got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Carolina and lost your Eagles pick over the Cowboys. Of course I did. Yeah, but that's not, that's not bad. That's not bad. That was a good week, 3-1. and one. Yeah, that was a good week, but, you know, looking back on it, why did I even pick the Eagles? Yeah. That dumpster fire. Well, I mean, the next week was the one where you really shouldn't have picked the Eagles. Oh, no. Week 17. We didn't oh, even talk God. about that, but we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> but for now, we got some NBA picks for you. Now, we're having a little issue with the NBA picks because it's not like football where there's one game a week and the line's set. They don't set the line usually until that day because teams still got to play and this and that, who's going to be injured, who's not going to be injured. I do think, Matt, that they could send up like a preliminary one, uh, but I couldn't really find them anywhere. So we were only each able to find – there's only four games on Thursday this week. We're going to do Thursday picks. Uh, 
continue. NBA Thursday action. Yeah, a little NBA Thursday action. There's only four games so far. Uh, we're only able to find lines for two of them. But, but here we go. This is what we got. So the Clippers are going to go to Miami and play the Heat. Matt, the Heat are decimated by several different injuries. They're, they're just not playing well with the guys that they have right now. Bam can only do so much. Drogic can only do so much. And they're going to be playing against a Clippers team that, you know, they'll have rested guys. They, they, they sit a lot of their players. Even, even if some of the stars don't play, I think the Clippers easily can roll over the Miami Heat. Uh, that game does not have a line. But unless it's something ridiculous, like go ahead and pick the Clippers. I, I think that one's a no-brainer. And then we have a really interesting matchup of Western Conference teams. We have the up-and-coming Phoenix Suns, the 8-0 in the bubble team. <laughs> with uh, with uh, Chris Paul now joining Aiden and joining Booker. Yep. This team's pretty good. I like them. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. And they, they're, beating, they're beating some teams. Yeah. They're going to go ahead and they're going to play. Chris Paul factor, man. He, he makes such a difference. He, yeah. he is so disrespected. It's because he doesn't have any uh, finals wins uh, or appearances. But no, he's, that, he's one of the best point guards of all time. He's just so disrespected. Yeah, he's great. I remember I have 2K11 for the Xbox 360. And still, any – still throw it back and play that? Oh, I, I play it all the time. That's I my playing f- some NHL 13 on a hey, there you go. 360. So. I play uh, NHL 04 for the GameCube. That's my oh. favorite hockey game. Oh, really? Is that – I have a GameCube. Maybe I, I can buy that off of eBay or something. Oh, you got to find – it's the first game that had fighting. And, like, it seems like 50% of the time you check someone against the boards, the glass breaks. It's amazing. That it, is awesome. Oh, it's that so much fun. fun. My, favorite, my favorite game for GameCube is uh, yeah. NFL Blitz 2003. Oh, good it's one. Like, it's like arcade football. It's, it's so much fun. Oh, and yeah. you can, like hit the guys after the whistle. Like there's yeah. no penalty. <laughs> I have a glitch where like every if the guy's in the single back and behind yeah. the center, you just dive and you pretty much get a sack five out of every ten times. <laughs> I got that game mastered. That's that like is- uh you ever play Tecmo Ball? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's so, a that's a throwback. So the Nintendo Switch, uh, if you have their online has like a thing where you can play old Nintendo Entertainment System games. One of them's Tecmo Bowl. And me and my buddy Reed got into it a couple years ago with it. Like, and it's great. You only can call four plays. Uh, like, it's, it's nuts. And if you guess the play that the opponent uh, picked, it's automatically a loss or, like, oh, a turnover great. or whatever. That's great. And if you're the Giants, Lawrence Taylor is so broken. He's just faster than everybody. Everybody else. Yeah, and then Bo Jackson's <laughs> the same way with the uh, Raiders. Bo Jackson in that game is – Yeah, he's, he's more broken in, um, than, in Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the one where he's absolutely insane. But anyway, we're talking about we're talking about Chris Paul and the Suns and the Warriors. Uh, Matt, you and I were talking about it before the show. The Warriors are Steph Curry, and then whoever decides to show up that day. Real quick, do you think they made the wrong choice going with Wiseman? I think they did. With Wiseman, well, over Lamelo. Yeah. I mean, now it definitely looks like they should have went with Ball. Although, could you imagine that? Real yeah. Quick? I mean, having Steph Curry under, like, just mentor LaMelo Ball. Yeah, that would be insane. Oh, my God. He would definitely have a great jump shot, that's for sure. Just in general, I think they they made the wrong choice going. I think so, too. I I think – you know what happened, Matt? They got caught up, and I got caught up in this as well. Wiseman fit the obvious need on the team. The team needed a big – 
Wiseman was the best available big. It wasn't going to cost him any free agency dollars. They could get him in the draft. I think he is going to be a really good player. He has shown flashes. He is pretty good. I mean, they're all young guys. Oh, absolutely. So we won't see their true colors for a few years. But in terms of immediate impact, I mean, LaMelo is clearly the best in the rookie class right now. I, I remember picking Anthony Edwards more or less just to not pick LaMelo <laughs> when, when we were doing our rookie of the year picks. I'm like, all right. I'm like, Matt's going to pick LaMelo. I got to pick somebody. Mm-hmm. Edwards seems like he's going to be good. But, yeah, the Warriors just not. They're nine and eight. They got a winning record, but I think they're going to struggle against the Suns. The Suns look like a little bit more of a complete team uh, going forward. So that's what I got. I got the Clippers over the Heat, and I have the Suns minus one and a half over Golden State. Yeah, if, if the Suns are going to win that game, it's going to be by a bucket. A bucket. So. Yeah, I agree. I think the game's going to be close as well. I, yeah, I like. They're not going to win by a free throw. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to win by a bucket. I'm with you 100 percent there on the Golden State Warriors. They just they show up when I feel like when they feel like it almost. Which is like, a shame because Kerr is a great coach. You wonder why that's happening. Yeah, because, like, you saw, you see him play the Knicks the other night. They get absolutely steamrolled. Uh, yeah. Just, they, get, they look like they don't even want to be there. But then they play, like, a better team. And next thing you know, it's the Steph Curry show. Let me drop 40 real quick. Yeah. So. Yeah, Zach, yeah. I like your picks. I'm going to pick yeah, the two other games there from uh, NBA Thursday, Zach. I'm going to kick it. There's no line on this Lakers-Pistons game, Zach. Uh, both teams are coming off of back-to-backs. The Lakers are actually in Philly tonight. I'm going to tune into that right when we're done with this show. All right. So, I'm really excited to watch that. But anyway, Lakers and Pistons, Zach, listen, I think if the Lakers, they can trot out LeBron and if AD wants to take off for that game, he can. I, I don't really know what that line's going to be. Yeah. I, I like the Lakers to cover it at my Guess would it be probably over 10, Zach? If they... yeah, and even then, the Lakers are probably going to blow them out. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. I think yeah. the Lakers, they just, you know, Detroit, they have Jeremy Grant. By the way, they might be the worst basketball team in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're I, I just, you know, they this is their team. It's Dwayne Casey who, listen, I respect him. He did great things in Toronto. I thought Detroit was going to be way better. You have him. Their team is him. Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, and a bunch of other dudes on that yeah, team. That team is just a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. They are just incredibly bad. And the fact that the Sixers lost to them on, on uh, Monday is a disgrace. But are they worse than the Wizards? They're right there, Zach. Because the Wizards are a complete dumpster fire. Oh, they have they're, two they're guys bad. that score, it seems like, 90% of their points. They are. They, <laughs> they, if they – I kind of – I'm tuning in when those two teams play together because I want to see who's – The Pistons and the Wizards? Yeah. I'm tuned in. I'm watching that start to finish. I'll I'll get it. How? I just want to see who's worse. Yeah, but how are you going to get through four quarters of that? I don't know, man. Bad NBA basketball is really hard to watch, at least least for me. Like, I I threw on a Pistons-Hawks game last week, and the Pistons were up like 17 points. And Trey Young, and I think that was the game where Clint Capella had like 26 boards and 28 points or something. Yeah. I'm watching the Pistons. I'm just like, this team stinks. I just – I don't <laughs> understand how that roster is assembled. Like, yeah. that's what I don't understand. And I, I, I think they should be better because they have Blake Griffin and they have Derek Rose. But to be honest, and I respect both those players, they're just washed. And well, it's not 2011 anymore, you know? 
Blake Griffin doesn't have them <laughs> jumping over a car type of hawks. No, he's not. And Derrick Rose isn't exploding towards the basket the same way. Yeah, exactly. So I like the Lakers against the Pistons and any line, really. They're going to win that game, probably going to blow them out. Zach, here's the other game. It's Houston and Portland, Zach. That's going to be a good game. It is going to be a good game. Now, both teams in kind of similar situations in, in standings, from a standings perspective, the Houston Rockets at 7-9 and nine made that trade for James Harden, brought in some other players. I love Victor Oladipo being there. Yeah, that was a good move. really helps. I like that core. I do. I like the John Wall. I like his motivation. Yeah. Since back they're a fun team to watch they got that rookie head coach he's done a pretty decent job handling all this stuff they got boogie cousins i kind of he's balling out yeah he's playing well i like this squad zach and portland listen i've been so such a portland fan and they really disappointed me last year with how they played finishing uh at the bottom of the west and you know having to call their way in and i i think that they're just going to be stuck where they are they're at nine and seven they're going to have some times when they have some good good games and win a few in a row and then they're going to have games where they lose some I like Damian Lillard he's popcorn get my popcorn ready type oh, of yeah. he's that good same with CJ and and you know and Carmelo who's still there and, and whenever they, Nurkic plays when he's not hurt they have a core there Zach yeah, they have great players. They just don't seem players. to be able to win. Exactly. And, you know, it's just really weird because they were in the Western Conference Finals two years ago, and I was very – I praised Terry Stotts. I thought this guy oh, yeah. was – I thought this guy was a great NBA coach, and I'm not saying he's not. But the, the downward slope this team's been on since that run is kind of questionable for me because – now, they did lose Nurkic a lot last year, and that hurt them. I understand that. But I just thought Damian Lillard and CJ were that good where they were going to be able to overcome it. So, yeah. I in this game, Zach, I know it's, I went on a, a little bit of a, a soliloquy there on both teams. It's all right. In this game, I'm going to go Houston over Portland. I just kind of like the way Houston's playing right now. They've won three in a row. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm a, I love John Wall. Since he's come back, man. I just like his passion on the on the court. He's got he's a fresh start. He needed a change of scenery. He needed it, and he's taking it all the way. I really like that Houston team. I like how they're playing. I like Victor Oladipo. I think in this game, they're hot right now, winning their last three. I think they beat Portland on Thursday. Zach, those are my picks there. Lakers over Pistons. Houston over Portland. Hopefully, we have more NBA picks for yeah. Thursday. As Zach, you already mentioned, only four games. We're going to try to figure this out. You know, let us know. I mean, let us know what you guys think. But those are our picks there, Zach. I'm feeling pretty solid about those. Yeah, I think those are some pretty good picks as well. I mean, I, the Lakers over Pistons is a foregone conclusion. Houston and Portland is going to be a clash. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun coming back. Season two, Zach and Mac. Hope you guys had a good time as well. Uh, yeah, Matt, it was just fun to be back this week, you know? Oh, yeah, Zach. I, I I'm really pumped up to be back. And we did we did our little hiatus. We're back for season two, man. It's going to be a, a big-time season for us. Uh, happy New Year. I know it's late. Yeah, big-time Happy New Year. I mean, hey, we haven't seen anybody. So yeah, Happy, happy New, Year. New Year, everybody. Again, thanks for the support. I'm going to be more 
more about this in a sense where I'm going to be tweeting it out. I'm going to be a little bit more active on social media. We've got your new basement studio. Yeah, basement studio, making sure you guys know this stuff's out. That's right. Make sure, hey, if you guys got questions, again, Zach throws this up on YouTube. So put some comments in there. Drop them Uh, down. Slide in. Slide in. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Throw a like on the video. And just just know that you know we're we're busting our hump trying to get out some content for you guys and that's right you know, we love all y'all man and it's good to be back yeah thanks everybody for watching matt great to see you as always we'll see you right here next week next thursday right here on the zach and mac podcast uh, zach and mac podcast there we go that's a little tough to say pretty quickly zach and mac podcast you did pretty good though yeah i, I got we're it right by the by by the third time you saying that you're gonna be like zach and mac podcast zach and mac zach and podcast. Mac podcast. Well, yeah. well see you got it you got it instantly so I, you know, well, it was I, on I, the I, top of my head right away. Maybe, maybe. I, I had to fix it up. But anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Stay frosty.